Well, aren't you glad God sees the whole picture, not just part of it? Amen. Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Psalm 84. Psalm 84. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. Psalm 84. You can read in verse 1. We'll read all 12 verses there. It says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Salah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Salah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of, the wicked, of wickedness. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. If you look back with me in verse 6, be our text this evening. So who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well? The rain also filleth the pools. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Taking the Road Through Baca. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this evening, Lord, realizing that there's so much to the Christian life, that we're not able to live this Christian life in our own abilities, and our own strength. And Lord, we must trust you and allow you to live in and through us. Lord, I pray tonight that you would just speak to our hearts and help us, Lord, to step out by faith and to live for you in a greater way day by day. No matter the challenge, no matter the need, no matter what's taking place before our eyes, help us, Lord, to trust you. Lord, you'll provide, you'll strengthen, you'll guide, you'll help, you'll be with us. I pray now, Lord, help us to have that desire to walk close to Thee, for I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. If you go back and do a little study, uh, there's not a whole lot written about the Valley of Baca, but the Valley of Baca was a sandy, dry valley on your way to Jerusalem. For, for most, it would be a difficult path to follow, a difficult way to go. Because of the dryness, because of the sand, because of the lack of water going through that valley. And very few, if they could avoid going through the valley of Baca, would avoid it. The psalmist is using it basically in reference to trusting in the Lord as you pass through this life. 
likening, you might say, the uh, Valley of Baca to the obstacles and the difficulties of life that we face and the struggles that we're going to face in life. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Every person, doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, or what your status is in this world, you're going to have difficulties. You're going to have struggles. You're going to have to face some times when you don't know which way to go. You're going to have to make some decisions that you have absolutely no idea of what's ahead of you. And so you've got to either back up and not do anything or you've got to trust the Lord. See, life has those obstacles we have to face, some of which are insurmountable, some with difficulty, some with pain. So I want us to look tonight, I want us to catch here the tone, really, I guess you might say, of the outlook of the psalmist here as he's looking at this situation. And he's applying some things that I think that every Christian needs to apply to our lives. And, and we'll get to the Valley of Baker here in a minute, but I want us to notice what the, the psalmist here is delighting in. He's delighting in the Lord. Look at the beginning of verse 1 there, it says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God. Yes, the sparrow hath found a house and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. We find here that he's expressing his desire to be close to the Lord. <clears throat> he's saying, my, my whole life and in, in heart, I want it to be wrapped up in you, Lord. He's looking and he's thinking upon the Lord and he's thinking about the graciousness and the goodness of God and how good God has been to him. And he's thinking about the, the tabernacle of God there, you might say, the temple of God and as he's re in reference there and we, as we think beyond where he's at, we're thinking about that, that uh, the, the, the new Jerusalem. We're thinking about the presence of God. We're thinking about being in his presence continually. I love what the Apostle Paul said. He said to be absent from the, Lord, or be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And oh, to think of what it's going to be like to be in the very presence of our, our Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we look through a glass darkly right now. We can only imagine, we can only put thoughts together from the Scripture of what it's going to be like to be in His presence to forever, to never be separated from Him, to never go through the struggles that we may go through, never go through the dark times that we may go through. Every Christian here, you've been through times when it seems as though, God, where are you at? Lord, I just need to, need to know you there. Could I just touch you? Kind of like the little child that was in bed. Mom had put her to bed and she was laying up there and pretty soon she said, Mom, can you come and sleep with me? And she said, no, honey. She said, uh, you just go ahead and go to sleep. She said, so she laid her a little more She said, Mom, I need you to come and lay down with me. She said, no, honey. She said, but I'm scared. You know, they start stepping it up on you a little bit. <clears throat> And she said, well, honey, you got your Bible there on your nightstand. Get your Bible and put it in bed with you. So she did. And pretty soon she hollered again, Mom? She said, what's the matter? She said, can you come and, can you come and lay down with me? I'm, I, I want you to be in, sleep with me. And she said, no, honey. She said, put your Bible in the bed with you. She said, I did. She said, well, Jesus is there with you. 
got quiet for a little while, and pretty soon she said, Mom! She said, what, honey? She said, I need somebody with flesh on. <laughs> the fact is, is that every one of us has felt that way. Just to know the presence and the nearness of God. The psalmist here, he is, he's rolling through his mind. He's thinking about how good it is to know the Lord. And, but yet he's saying, Lord, I, I just would like to be a little bit closer. I'd like to be there. He's kind of envious of the sparrow and, 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 and of the swallow there that have made their lodging in the house of the Lord and staying close to their own Creator. Talking about laying their nest and laying their young there at the altar. Every one of us have seen how the sparrows, they build the nest around the house and, and all that, you know, and we, we hate them. You know, they, you knock them down, they get on your, your gutters or wherever, the downspouts, and you're knocking their nest down, trying to keep them from making a nasty mess all over the place. But do you realize that even that God says that he, he takes note of even when the sparrow falls to the ground? He cares about every little thing. It would seem strange that the psalmist would be envious of a little bird, what we would call a little nasty bird. But he's thinking beyond what we're thinking. We're, we think about the nasty little bird, and he's thinking about God's love for even every bit of his creation. And he says, I, I, I long to be there. I long to be there in, in that, the very presence uh, uh, of my Lord and to delight in him, to know him. In a greater way. Every Christian here. I, you know I think that. We get so caught up in this world. That we miss that. Miss taking that time. To say Lord I, I need you. I want to be close to you. I want to be in your very presence. And begin to really have a great desire. To be in the presence of the Lord. There's, there's a, a longing in his heart and soul to be closer to the Lord than he is. Is there a longing in your heart to be closer to the Lord? Oh, there should be. You're sitting here tonight, and I hope that you didn't come with, oh, well, the preacher's going to get up there and preach, and we'll get all this stuff done, get to the men's meeting, and we'll go home, and we'll you know, throw a piece of bologna on some bread, and we'll have supper, and boy, we're, we're in good shape. My friend, we ought to be longing, longing with our hearts to be closer to the Lord he cries out unto the Lord for his nearness. In verse 2, he says, My soul longeth. Yea, he says, even fainteth. He says, I, I, I long for you so much, Lord, to be close to you, to know you in a greater way that within me I, I feel like I'm about to faint. It just overwhelms me. There's a desire there, that desire. And that desire ought to be in your heart and my heart and life. You say, who is this psalmist? This is David. This is David. As he longed to be in the presence of the Lord, he said, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. He said, everything within me is saying, Lord, I need you. I want you. I want to be close to you. Oh, I would that the church... This church, all churches, all Christians would have that longing that we would desire in our hearts and our flesh would cry out for the living God. 
Oh, that there'd be that longing in our hearts for the presence of the Lord in our lives. Daily, not just on Sunday, but daily. And that it would be that way in our church. and That there'd be the moving of the Spirit of God in such a way that our hearts are moved uh, to say, Lord, I need you, I want you, I want to be closer. Yes, I'm saved and I know you live within me and I know that there's a closeness and I know that there's a fellowship, but God, I want to be closer than I ever have been before. And oh, especially as I see this day and time which we live in, I think one of the greatest things that a Christian can do is just get close to God. Oh, preacher, what happens when things get bad? Just get close to God. It's kind of like when the little kids, you know, and the storms come and the, or problems come, what they do, they get just as close as they can. I was, I forget who it was I was trying to talk to the other day, and they had a, a, a little child there, and I was talking to them and like that, and I, and I looked down like that, and they were standing out away from mom, holding mom's hand, and, and, uh, they, and everything. I said, what's your name like that? And boy, I'll tell you what, they got over here like this here, and they were just snugged right up against mom like that. And I said, I won't hurt you. <laughs> Boy, they snugged in next to mom. They didn't know who I was. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's why it ought to be with us and God. Yeah. This world begins to try to finagle us. We ought to just snuggle up to God. And get that closeness in our hearts and our lives and that fellowship with Him and to know Him. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's what's good about the services, Brother Carl's board. Get together and boy, just get up close to God. Amen. Just get up close to God. Sing those songs. Just get up close to God. Pray and get up close to God. Read the word of God and get up close to the Lord. Verse 10 there, he says, For a day, look at that, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. He said, I would rather be in the courts of the Lord one day as to run around out here free for a thousand. He said, it's so much better to be close to the Lord. It's so much better to be near Him. He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of, the, of wickedness. He said, I'd rather be just a person who stands there and opens the door for everybody to go in and, uh, into the house of the Lord. He said, I'd rather be there and open that door as to have the finest of tents and be out in the world and doing what the world's doing and, and living their, their so-called life of leisure and life of the, the dream, as they call it. You talk to a lot of people, how, how's things going? Living the dream. Most of them, it's a nightmare. Most of them, it's a nightmare. And he said, I'd rather be a doorhouse, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to be a part of the world, to be like the world. He said, just give me the lowliest job, dear Lord, where I can just handle the door, handle the door. He said, that way I'm close because, God, you're inside. I'm going to stand on the inside and open the door from the inside. Amen. He said, I want to be near you. And so the psalmist, he's looking at, at the Lord, and he's, he's bringing this all up in his mind and in his heart of the nearness that he wants in his life to the Lord. And then he kind of goes to verse 5, and he begins to talk about strength. And the need of strength and how he finds his strength. Look here in verse 5 with me. It says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Lord, it's not in, it's not in their wealth. It's not in, 
It's not in what they own. It's not in, it's not in their physical being. They could be a, a muscle builder. It's not in that. It's not in their education. It's not in all that they, that they can amass. He said, blessed is man whose strength is in thee. Where do you get your strength? When troubles come, when things begin to falter around you and you need strength, where do you get your strength? He goes on and says, whose heart are the ways of them? He's talking about the Lord's heart, that their ways is the way of the Lord's heart. And he says, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. You see, this strength is found in his faith in the Lord. He's talked about the Lord in the presence of God, wanting to be in the presence of God, and he says, you know what? My strength comes from the Lord, and I'm going to trust him. It doesn't matter what comes my way. This valley of Baca represents, as I said, the, represents life and the difficulties that it presents. Baca is a tree. And where this comes up, the, the title or the, the name of this valley comes from this tree. It's a, it's, a, it's a Baca tree. And basically what it is is the Israelites would bore a hole into that tree. And it would begin to ooze a sap, a kind of a gummy sap, like most trees would. But it was a, it was a gummy sap. It wasn't just a, a liquid runny sap. They would take that sap. They would make medicines. They would use it in perfumes and different things of that, that nature. But anytime they bored a hole in it, you would have this sap running. And so they called it baka, which means weeping. They called it a weeping tree. Baca, weeping tree. And so now we have this valley that they've taken and they've described the valley as a valley of weeping is basically what they're saying there. The psalmist is saying that as he goes through this valley of weeping, and most of us in this room, we've been through some valleys of weeping We've been through some difficult valleys in our lives. We've been through some struggles. We've been through some, some problems. We, we've been through the, the, the times when you feel like sitting down and just bawling your eyes out. I don't care who you are. Hey, listen, you say, well, uh, men don't cry. Baloney. Oh, I'm strong. I don't cry. You know what? It's, it's not that, that's not what makes you a man. In fact, the Bible says that we should shed some tears. They go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, talking about weeping over lost souls. You find tears of joy. You find weeping over the lost. You find weeping over the, those who are in, in pain. He, he tells us to, to weep, basically, or to mourn with those who mourn. And so we find that this in this valley of weeping here, that of Baca, that there's the difficulties of life that you and I face. And, and so what he's saying, the psalmist is saying, though they pass through this barren desert here, he says, though they're going through this valley, this 
difficult valley, a, a valley of weeping, a valley that normally people won't tread it because there's, it's so dry and sandy and there's no water there. And he comes back and he says, he's talking about going through the valley. He's talking about walking through the valley as though it's nothing. What he's trying to get us to see here is that the ability to go through that valley, to not fear evil, knowing that the Lord would supply the needs and the wants that they would have, even though the valley was was dry. If you look at that there, notice what he says there. He said, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. You say, preacher, I thought that you said that it was dry. It is. But what he's saying, he's saying, even though I go through this dry valley, through this valley of weeping, the Lord is going to provide a well for me. He's going to produce the water for me. You look on, it talks about the rain creating pools of water. He said, whether God gives me a well or whether he makes pools of water with the rain, I'm going to trust him. I know that he will take care of me. And so he's talking about going through that valley of Baca by faith. By faith. He's already talked about his walk with God and how close he wants to be with the Lord. He's talking about the strength uh, that he can have in the Lord. And he's talking about that strength comes by faith and trusting God and being able to step out and go through that valley and do what God wants him to do. Because the Lord, even though the valley's dry, even though there's no rain, even though God is able to provide a well, make the valley a well and give me the drink or needs that I have or cause the rain to come and make pools of water for me and those that are with me. Stepping out by faith. He said, that's how we, where my strength is. He said, my strength's not in me. He said, my strength is in the Lord. He's talking about finding that strength in God by faith. Trusting what the Lord wants to do. You see, it's walking by faith in the Lord, even in difficult times, or trusting the Lord as He leads you to step out for Him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. If you was to go to that valley, and if you was to walk by sight, you say, "Uh -uh, I'm not going this direction. Too dry. Too dry. Too dangerous. The psalmist said, I'm going to walk by faith. Because I know that God is going to provide a well or He's going to provide the pools of water for me with the rain. He'll take care of me. There are those times when we can't see the future. But we must be willing to step out by faith. You you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen this week. Oh yeah, preacher, we got this to do, this to do, this to do, this to do. We don't know what's going to happen this week. We don't know what the next phone call is going to be. We don't know what the next thing is going to happen that that the news media will try to twist. We don't know what's going to happen on the stock market. We don't know what's going to happen uh, in in our air. We don't know what the weather is going to bring. We don't, boy, I'll tell you what, we sure don't know what the weather is going to bring. (laughs) It may snow. They're saying 81 or better tomorrow, but uh, don't count on it. It might snow. 
We don't know. We don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what your health is. The fact is, is that we must walk by faith. Trust in the Lord. And what I find is that when I trust the Lord and I walk by faith, I'm stronger than when I'm trusting myself. When I walk by faith and trust the Lord, I see things that I never saw before. I never thought that I would see. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The psalmist is saying he made wells of water for them in, dry, in, a dry, in the dry valley. He made pools of water for them by the rain when they trusted him and followed him through the valley of Baca, the valley of weeping. You realize that no matter what the problem that you're facing, no matter what the difficulty that may arise, if you will trust the Lord, if you will follow him by faith, that he will make the pools of water, that he will, that he will bring the well before you, he will provide, he will make the, what is needed in your life. Over the years, I've seen God do things that I, I, I'll just be honest with you, that I didn't, didn't really have the faith that I ought to have in those situations. I remember when Heather was born and we got the notice. We thought everything was covered by insurance when everything was taken care of. And boy, we just oh, we got the little, new little baby. And boy, we just blah, 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 blah. She's rah. But anyway, we just, <laughs> said, Preacher, you're going to give her a complex talking about her crying like that. It's my turn to get her back for that time. <laughs> I come home from work and Janine, she was all upset. She was crying. God got this letter. They're not going to pay for Heather. And I hugged her like any good man, husband would do. He said, it's going to be all right. And I'm thinking, oh, brother. <laughs> How are we going to take care of this? She said, but we don't have the money. I said, they've never repossessed one yet. We begin to pray that God take care of it. And guess what? We got another letter saying it was paid. I think God just wants us to trust him. I think he wants to show his hand in our life. How can you say that you got a mighty God if you never trust him? If you never experience his hand? But oh, I'll tell you what. We could go across this auditorium and different ones and say, let me tell you what he did. Let me share with you what he did. Let me tell you what he did in this situation. Well, let me share with you what he did in my life. Let me share with you what he did in my family. Let me, and seeing the hand of God move. But what if we really trusted him? And walk through that valley. Here I can imagine. I, I, I'm picturing this in my mind. This, this psalmist, he's looking at this valley. He's thinking, boy, it sure is dry. We're going to need water. We're not going to have enough water for our camels and for our, 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 our donkeys and everything to go through this valley. And we can't carry enough water. It's dry sand. 
And his heart is, Lord, you brought me this way for a reason. Now let me trust you. And he puts his faith in, and here's what he does. This is the valley. This is the opening of the valley. He's standing right at the very opening of the valley. And this is faith. Step by step. And I imagine they get halfway through or somewhere along the line and it's getting real dry. And I imagine that faith is kind of going, oh, did we make a mistake? Lord, I need you. You told me go this way. Lord, we need some water. What's that over there? I believe that's a well. What's that over there? I didn't see no rain. That's a pool of water. That's a little, that's a mud hole over there. I'll drink it. There's some water over there. There's a pool of water over there. Like it's rain through here or something. Step by step. The psalmist sees and he's strengthened. And then the next time he's able to go through that valley of Baca again. Oh, it may take a little more faith, but he's trusting. Our strength in the Lord is in the Lord. It's not in man. And we must learn to trust him and to seek his face. There in verse 7 and verse 8 it says, They go from strength to strength. I think about that as our faith grows, what it is. He takes us from, from, from this situation where we trusted the Lord a little bit. And it strengthens us. And then there's another situation, maybe a little bit bigger. And we trust Him and we trust Him by faith. And He strengthens us more. We go from strength to strength. Otherwise, we're getting stronger. Can I say this to you right now? We will never be strong in the Lord until we learn to trust in the Lord. That is what's going to strengthen us. And you'll go from strength to strength to strength the more that you trust and trust and trust. Some of these guys in here, they, they pump iron. They're trying to look like me. <clears throat> you know, they get a, especially Dustin back here little wimp <sighs> say so you better watch it I can take him he just won't dare touch his pastor <laughs> but here's the thing you quit working out you know what happens to all that muscle You wind up with Dunlap disease. Your belly Dunlapped over your belt. <laughs> from faith to faith. From strength to strength. When we quit trusting God, we begin to get flabby as a Christian. And our strength begins to dwindle. And oh, how we need to go from strength to strength, trusting and stepping out more by faith. As a Christian, 
as a church, as a family, we need to trust Him more. He says, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God, of Jacob. He's calling unto him. He says, Lord, I'm trusting you and I'm calling upon you. I'm not trusting in man. I'm going to trust in you. Oh, how we need to strengthen our faith by trusting in the Lord and calling upon him. We're strengthened when we put our faith in the Lord as we pass through that valley of Baca. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Notice what it says. Therein is righteous, the righteousness of God revealed. How is this world going to see the Lord? By our faith. Trusting in the Lord. That's how they're going to see that. That's how they're going to see our Lord. As by, as we, it's revealed unto them as we begin to trust the Lord and step out by faith. The just shall live by faith. And when we trust the Lord, He becomes our shield. When we put our faith in Him, He becomes that shield. Look at verse 9. Behold, O God, our shield. Immediately the psalmist is after he's talked about the faith and going through that valley of Baca, he says, God, you have become that shield in my life. You're shielding me from the oppressor. You're shielding me from the, this world. You're shielding me from the difficulties and the struggles that would destroy me. He says, Behold our God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in the courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be the doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's bragging on the Lord again. He's saying, listen, he said, I want you to understand. He's my shield and he's going to take care of me. He is going to provide for me. He said, no good thing will he withhold from me as I trust him, as I allow him to be my shield and to protect me from the things of this world. He's that shield. Then lastly, in closing, those that walk by faith in the Lord will be blessed. You know, I don't know about you, but I like the blessings of God. Uh, they are so much better than the blessings of man. The blessings of God, how he watches over. Verse 12, he says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. He said, You want your life to be blessed? said, trust the Lord. You want to see great things? He said, trust the Lord. He said, you want to grow stronger? He said, trust the Lord. He said, you want the blessings of God to follow you all the days of your life? He said, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Every one of us, the valley of Baca is before us. The valley of weeping, those who weep because it's so dry and so difficult and, and the struggles of it. But when you begin to look at it, it's, it's a valley that God's chosen for us. When you realize it's a valley that God's chosen for us, then you realize that God said, I'll go with you through it. He said, I'll never leave thee. I'll never forsake thee. He said, I'll go with you through that valley. That doesn't mean that it's not going to get hot. 
That doesn't mean that it's not going to get dry at times. But just when you need it the most, he said, I'm going to give you a pool of water. I'm going to give you a well of water. I'm going to meet the need that's there. He said, trust me. Trust me. We're living in a day and time. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I like to look and read about prophecy, the return of the Lord, and the things that's happening in our day and time right now and try to, you know, like a puzzle, put, put things together as a puzzle. And, oh, yeah, this. And then after a little while, you look at that, no, that wasn't the right piece. And, and you're trying to piece it together. But it's exciting to know that no matter what piece gets plugged in, I can trust him. doesn't matter what the next piece is. He's my strength. doesn't matter what the next piece is in my life. He's my well. But you know what? I think that we can only see that when we go back to the first, when you listen to the psalmist when he says, Oh, I want to be like the sparrow. I want, to be, I want to be in the house of the Lord. I want to be close to you. He said, I, I desire, I long to be in your presence. I long to be up close to you. And when you do that, there, you begin to see God working and the, the blessings of God come and as you trust in Him. I don't know what your valley of Baca is. I don't know what my valley of Baca will be necessarily this week. But you know what? There's one thing that I can do. Trust in the Lord with all mine heart, thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise thine own eyes but fear the Lord and depart from evil. I can trust him. I can put my faith in him. Sometimes you just got to take that step of faith when you step into that valley and trust Him. Let's bow. Father, we thank You for loving us. Thank You, Lord, that we have an awesome God that we can trust. I don't know why that You directed me to Psalm 84 tonight, but I do know that You do all things with a reason, with a purpose. There may be some here tonight that's going through that valley of Baca, Lord, that valley of weeping. Lord, help them to realize that if they'll put their faith in you and trust you in that valley, you'll provide the pools of water. You'll provide the wells of water. You'll bring the rain to, to give them relief. You're walking with them side by side through that valley. You're there. You haven't left them. Lord, strengthen us. Strengthen us, Lord, to step out and to trust you. To see the hand of God move, that it might be revealed to this world, that they might see our God, the God of heaven. And Lord, I pray that you be glorified in this invitation. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? To